0: Hello and welcome to the Bombay Film Story, a <coughs> podcast where we look at Bombay and films through the eyes of someone who's lived and grown up in both. My name is Mayank Shekhar and with me is a director who one could rightly call a film buff's filmmaker. We've seen two features of his, Marth Ko Dard Nahi Hota and Monica Oh My Darling, both of which at many levels are essentially films about films, but they're still in the homage space. His show on Amazon Prime Video called Cinema Marte Damtak is a more direct documentary of cinema itself. It's in fact a documentary series on B-grade Hindi movies of the 90s and early 2000s. It's Bollywood's own Boogie Nights, if you insist. I'd actually urge you to watch the series first before you get into this conversation. It just makes more sense. And now that you're here, ladies and gentlemen, Director, Vasan Bala. Thank you so much for joining us, Vasan, on the Bombay Film Story. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Pleasure. Pleasure being here. You know, I just finished watching your series, Cinema Marty Damthag. And it's really, genuinely, uh, For those, I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening in right now has seen it already. And please do, as I urged before. It's it's the secrets of the C-grade Trade, isn't it? The thing is, these
1: uh, all these posters, all these films, these titles, <laughs> these names have always been on a periphery, hmm. right? and we've kind of blurred them out, or maybe even tried to sample a few, and and maybe not gone through with it over the years, over the past thirty years at least. I um, think
0: we've all sampled it and sampled and tally. We just don't say it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably that's true too. But uh, but once Akut came in, and you know, yeah. people started discussing Gunda over there. Hmm. Uh, especially some IIT students, I think post that, uh, it still was, you know, a cue to find your tribe. Like, have you seen Gunda? Oh, I've seen Gunda. Do you know Kantisha? And And then, you know, that became a, a buzzword, uh, at, at least within a select few. Uh, but then there were so many more as well. Uh, and, uh, and if you go below Kantisha, or not below, sorry, below is not the word. But, you know, people who were with him uh, during that time, then it was a throbbing, thriving industry that
0: actually made a lot of money. You know, it's interesting you said the word below and you corrected yourself, uh, in the sense that you know, you one calls them B grade films or even C grade films. Uh, what, according to you, Vasan, is the definition like, how do you define something as B grade and something else as C grade or A grade for that matter?
1: We started calling them pulpy, then, uh, I think Kunal Shah, the journalist who's now a casting director,
2: huh.
1: he came up with the term
2: quickie,
1: <laughs> Asim, Asim who is like a huge fan. He came up with terribly awesome films. And yeah, there are are so many terms here. But actually what happened was uh, B-movies is like a legit term in the Hollywood industry. And B-movies really didn't mean about the quantity. But when a studio bankrolled a film with an A-list star, they also simultaneously bankrolled a film with, you know, the people who are on their payroll. So they weren't legit stars yet, but they were vehicles for them to become stars later which they started calling B movies because there was their plan B. Mm. So, and and then obviously there would be a double bill, but then the B movies over the last 60, 70 years, as it came to India and we are very famously uh, kind of putting people in their boxes and it's somehow became B grade. So, so, so probably uh, the, the connotation here is, was to put them in their place in some way. Uh, and that is what
0: is stuck as an industry term rather. Are you suggesting that B-grade might be an Indian term uh, and B-movies is, is a legit thing from a plan yes. B in, in Hollywood? Exactly. So B-movies
1: is still a legit term, which is an industry term, which was right. a business term and not really categorizing for their quality. But the fact that studios used to have actors and directors on their payroll and they ne- needed a right. steady income. Right. So which is how the B-movie term came in. But B-grade
0: is more an Indian term. It's not really used in uh, elsewhere. So in your head, when you define it, uh, Vasan, I mean, would you define it in terms of budget or the intention?
1: I think what happens here is the ambitions are tremendous. Uh, and there is there are zero resources to fulfill any of those ambitions. Mm-hmm. And ambition also needs to be come together with aesthetics, intent, craft, and so many other things. Mm-hmm. But here, it is just ambition.
2: <laughs>
1: and then, you know, whatever you have to put... With it, and and you then then you concoct something and come up with it. So, which is why it becomes so unique. So, in fact, increasingly over the past ten years, I've meet so many young directors, uh, young filmmakers, even film school students who said who say they have a story between people in a room, and I'm like, that's a setting, that's not a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there itself, your ambitions just you know gone. You're just a slave of your circumstances. But I think people who made these films, these pulpy films, they were not f- slaves of their circumstances. They still, in their minds, were making a blockbuster. They still were thinking it's about a hero, uh, about his, uh, about the hero's circumstances. There should be a chase. There should be explosion. There should at least be a helicopter, if not a horse. Or, or you know, good-looking cars uh, and good-looking people. I think they kind of made all this with whatever they saw as aesthetics with whatever they thought is a rich person or whatever they thought is a powerful person or whatever they thought is a beautiful locale. Uh, I think think that is why it becomes unique is because it doesn't adhere to the popular aesthetics or what, uh, but it is Kanti Shah or Kishan Shah or Jain Elam or Dilip Kulati. You know, their point of view of what blockbuster cinema is. Uh, So, you know, that kind of makes it so interesting. Is you can go to a mainland China or you can go to a Rekdi and you know, it's still orange rice with some sort of ingredients in it, which is, uh, I mean, if you're healthy enough, then you can, you know, test your immune system, but it is tasty, uh, at least for a while. So I think this cinema is that hard. Probably. At least in the so, initial phase.
0: Yeah, so I'm presuming you mean the initial phase and not the bits that of course at some point in the conversation we'll get yeah. into which is the horror and the porn industry that's really the mainstay of the job, right. isn't it? Right. So so what happens is I think I think everyone, as you're entering the sea
1: you're like enjoying the beach first then you get into the water a bit then a little bit and, and before you know the tide kind of swallows you. So I think initially horror used to be made but it was still not legend and then suddenly people figured you don't need stars to make a horror film. Uh, like a uh, Heman Birje with a a, a, a Deepak uh, Sarin uh, and uh, you know a couple of young actresses, they can come together and they, you can you can take them to this haveli and make a film and people will watch it. So that kind of became a secret formula wherein you you didn't depend on the star system, wherein uh, if you had your craft sorted, then you could have your cottage industry. You could uh, approach new people. And, uh, and 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 make
0: a film and make a decent. So film. in this, in, in, when you're referring to this vasan do you mean the Ramseh era? The Ramsey, That's yeah. who you mean, right? Yeah. So they were. They still. So they didn't wanted a mainstream
1: audience. Hmm. They didn't want a harsh audience. They still were uh, looking forward for a slightly more mass acceptance. So, uh, I mean, they would stop with say a Shah scene, uh, and and then a few voyeuristic angles hmm. of either the ghost or the hero. You know, it just gets muddled up, and in the second half, then it is just about saving the, the people from the ghost. So they kind of followed a still very acceptable template, wherein even you could borrow the VHS, watch it with a family. Hmm. It wasn't still hush hush. But right. what happened later on is the distributors became really powerful, and they started demanding certain things from the filmmakers because the because of these filmmakers, a uh, they'd have some seed capital from somewhere. And then they would make a poster, a title. And on the poster, there would be provocative things. And the title would uh, mean that, you know, it will attract the audience. Let's try and pitch it to a distributor. Then the distributors who have a lot of exhibitors under them will pay them some money. And from the distribution money, they made the films. And so later on, what happened was the distributors started saying, forget the story. Just give me 10 minutes, 15 or 20 or half an hour of just pawn, And, you know, that is when the imbalance started and those who are desperate enough, who were stuck in this circuit and couldn't get out because, you know, uh, those days, uh, there was no studio, right? So it's usually you, you if, if you're not doing well, you're incurring debt. And then it's just a vicious cycle where you take more debt, then you're paying the interest off and the principal probably never. And within that, you just become so desperate that, you know, you end up doing whatever it takes. So right.
0: it was like a very vicious circle as it spiraled down. Right. I mean, of course, um, while this is seeming like a tragic story, it need not yeah. always be one. Right. I mean, you start your film, your series uh, with the shot of ke Angul, uh, right. which, if I'm not mistaken, is also a scene in Vikramaditya is puran Yes. So, uh, uh, so basically, this is a tribute of a tribute of a tribute. It's like an inception of tributes, right? The starting yeah. of your series. In, in fact, I
1: had a conversation with Vikram as well. And we also had him as a talking head, but couldn't find space to uh, fit that in. So what Vikram said was in the script of Udaan, what he said was, uh, all these boys escape from the ho- hostel to watch a naughty film. So then he he went on to discover what are these naughty films, because, you know, there wasn't an idea. Then he thought, okay, Gandhi Shah's Angur seems to be like, you know, when they saw all the films, uh, so he thought, you know, this could be a film that he could showcase. And then there was this eternal hunt to find who owns the rights. Mm. So he also has gone through his kind of by uh, search, wherein you never know who owns these films, who has the films, who made the films, who financed the film. It was somehow made, sold, and the money's been digested. Now no one knows where really the strings lead to. So it was that
0: disorganized uh, to start with. So, Kandisha, clearly, in, if we want, want to look at the lead protagonist in your series, yeah, Kantisha is the hero, isn't he? So Kantis he, is he's from, not a tragic story. He's the freaking, he's the king, he's the boss. He's the guy who he made
1: the crores. He's the most successful one, but th- this particular endeavor, he wasn't the story because the problem with Kantisha is uh-huh. that he becomes the industry. Uh, and what we were very sure that Kantisha is a part of the industry, but not the industry. But then his uh, his myth is so huge. Uh, and also the money that he made, and it wasn't only at the top because no one really came close to what he was doing. It, it, there was a danger of you know the voices getting drowned because of Kantisha. You're listening to Bombay Film Story with Mayank shekhar
0: So given what, what you saw of the genre, Vasan, what was Kantisha doing, which was different from what the others were? So Kantisha actually had his uh, craft sorted.
1: Uh, the thing was he could he started the per day system we mm. in the per day caste system. So, so suddenly people like Kiran Kumar, uh, Mukesh Khanna, uh, all they were of course interested, but then suddenly Mithun was interested. Mm. Dharmender was interested. Mm. So what happened was uh, they would just, he, and he would say, I just require two days. I just require three days. And so, and those portions would seem legit. Like, you know, there wouldn't be double in, uh, in your dialogues. Those would be the clean portions. Mm. So when the superstars agreed, they are not a part of, uh, a naughty film as such they're just a part of a, a decent seeming screenplay wherein they are the hero and you know there's a villain and they are facing off and they're getting their purchase but what he would do with that footage is just shoot the remaining with everything else possible uh like you have the daku or you have the comedy you have all the dialogues and everything else and he was a master at stitching all this together very well So all his close-ups and his wides, the stunt double. So, you know, there was a certain craft attached to what he was doing. Uh, He he could take stock footage and very decently merge it with his film. And you could just see the story flow without it being too jerky. Mm. He had his craft sorted. So that we have to give it to him. He was a very uh, astute businessman because he understood they are not going to come here for a story. But, you know, when he's giving cash that to upfront he's saying take the cash and then come to shoot with me so so he kind of created new precedence and which which was unheard of in this industry so and and the confidence that he had in himself that you know i'm paying you upfront you come you give me just two days and that seemed okay uh and also uh those posters were not going to be in front of the bungalows right Mm. Uh, So you never know, you just do this job, you take the money, it seemed legit, there's nothing bad around it. Uh, You're not mounting in insane lines. And it all seemed fair, because probably it will be playing in some uh, theatre far away.
0: Right. So Um, effectively, what uh, you're looking at, uh, Vasan, is a director, or perhaps an editor, who is very good with stitching footage, uh, sticking up stuff from other places, and making his film seem big budget. You know, with, with a lot of action sequences and lots of cars and rickshaws and all those things, right? Absolutely. The other thing that he could do is uh, use footage of his own film and merge it with another movie. And there is there is reference in your series uh, to a sequence where yes. Dharmendra is there and he is riding a horse. But in the, uh, in the movie, in the Kantisha film, he's riding a woman. Yeah. So, so th- that is why I think he crossed the line.
1: Because if he hadn't done that, uh, it wouldn't have become an issue. I think this is what happens with them is, you know, it's the Icarus thing, like you, you, you're earning money with stars, just be happy with Mithun being a part of on your poster, just be happy with Dharmendra on your poster. But then he crossed the line, and, uh, and, and and kind of paid for it too. Because after that, they, it, this wasn't the same anymore. Like, you know, no one, uh, even the per day incentive wasn't good enough. Uh, because, huh. Could you find that footage, though? It's not there in your series. No one knows. No one knows where it is. It's destroyed, and and that is what uh, Kanchi also says. You know, bring me proof. Ah. So so it, so he kind of dismisses it as you know an uh, effort to malign him. But uh, so so yeah, there is no footage that is there. But obviously, it's a it's a famous ind- and and you know which is what kept happening with them is if the previous film probably didn't do well, then you know you're tempted to cross the line in the next one. To just get in that extra buck because you have to, you're in debt now, uh, and you have to pay the debt and also make money. So wow. that's what started happening uh, when they started crossing the line. Is then those who really couldn't, they just gave up, and those who could, they kept going on uh, with whatever they could. So, so yeah, so that, that, that this was around. 2004, 2005, and it was just not that like decolonization, right? World War II, so many things happened. Sure, sure. Number two, the multiplexes were also coming in. Internet was just starting about. Right. The VCDs were already in circulation. DVDs sure. were yet to come, but still in circulation. So, right. so the, your your erotic consumption avenues just started spreading. Absolutely. Um, and the Bhojpuri cinema had just started getting a whiff. Uh, of this. I think in Patna it happened that the theatre started getting raided. And then the distributors started exhibitors were afraid, then the distributors
0: were afraid. So there is, there is a moment in your uh, series, uh, Vasan, where uh, a character talks about the fact that there is they, they put uh, what is called the bits they yeah. put a portion where it's actually a scene between a girl and uh, between a boy and a girl and they're actually siblings and they managed to put it because the person didn't know and put, yeah. and, and that led is that the raid in Patna that you're talking about? No, no, that is not the raid. I think the raid
1: was uh, some police officer's son was caught in those theatres and it reached his father and the father was then started investigating and then of course uh, closed shut everything down. So that right. probably was the story. Right. but here because they don't know what story they're telling and when the scene is cut mm. and you know when those bits uh, enter mm. uh, so it would also operate on time as they said you know they would all know between four to four to, which is what started happening from one scene the bits turn to 15 minutes to
0: half an hour to
1: pretty much whole film all that yeah
0: right right I mean cinema Damtak, of course is also a behind the scenes of four films being shot being made by four directors of the time, of that era, of the genre, uh, you know, Talwar, Gulati, Neelam, and Kanti uh, brother, right? Uh, now, uh, Kishan, now... Take us through that process. Like one, it's a fascinating idea. It's brilliant. Well done, Vasan. Two, can we see these films? Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, these are called Jungle Girl, Shanti Basera, Sotton Bani Chudail, and Bloodsuckers. How long did it take for them to make these films? Right. So, so
1: why we made the series first of all is you know majority of them really wanted to be filmmakers. Mm. It is the few who really pushed it, and and you know kind of just uh, blew everything apart. Uh, and and if you meet all of them all of them started legit like Kishan Shah's first film Police Lockup is actually questioning custodial death it's an argument between a police officer and a lawyer uh, about you know how right it is and how wrong it is uh, even though both are trying to keep the law and order in check uh, obviously it is not the narrative is not that nuanced or the performances are always questionable but the thought is that that's where he started he lost all his money and then kishan shah became kishan shah of the other films of moth ke peeche moth vinod talwar started with an adaptation of a punjabi novel which he took great pains yeah. to get the rights from because it was uh, an author who was alive uh, and of a celebrated author he made the film with his own money uh, and the 84 riots broke out and you know his film never saw the uh, light of day he was in extreme debt and someone just suggested that you know just make a slightly uh, massier film which, which you know, has a bit of this, uh, and maybe you know you'll find distributors for it, and that's where he start ended up making uh, Ratke mm-hmm. uh, and अंधेरे uh, And Jane Elam wanted to be an actor, but uh, ended up being a producer. And one day when uh, a, a, a rift happened on the set, she had to step up and become the director. So that's how she became the director. So uh, and Dilip Gulati was the maker. He was Mr. O. P. Rallan's nephew. So he kind of grew up in the cream of the industry. But Mr. Opie himself was making racy films. Not racy, but still racy, but very mm-hmm. acceptable, interesting thrillers of those times. Uh, so uh, so they all come from such different uh, uh, aspects of the society, wherein, you know, uh, Jane Elam has seen uh, the riots. She has uh, had personal ro- uh, loss because of the 84 riots. So they've all come from various places. And, you know, somehow cinema was the thing that gave them employment, dreams, courage, everything. So to this, so all these stories are really hopeful, but what happened beyond that kind of, uh, you know, went out of hand and not, and, and I'm sure all of, none of them wanted to be here. Uh, uh, okay. You know, everyone wanted to start from a respectable, <laughs> point. but then I think you just stumble upon things for survival. And then that becomes your identity. That becomes, and probably then you're a little too deep into the game to think of anything else, but just be around this so that you at least earn a living. Uh, So that's what happened to them. Uh, But to start with, I think they all are incredibly amazing characters. And also what happened was uh, when we started, that is when Samira called me about the show and then we went to Amazon and we discussed. So we came up with a structure. So our research head, uh, Pritish Pritish Srivastava, he had given us a list of some 50 names. Uh, but then most of them were, rel- were very reluctant to talk. A lot of them still wanted to be off the radar. Uh, you know, just fearing if they come in the forefront, then, you know, the past might catch up. Uh, so that kind of filtered out. Uh, a lot of them had also sold their life rights to a couple of people. So they, so we couldn't uh, uh, approach them. Uh, so then we found all of the, uh, uh, Jane Neelam, Kishan, Shah, uh, Dilip Gulati and Mr. Talwar, and they were more than willing to come. Uh, right. Obviously, it took a lot of time because all the all our directors, uh, Disha, Zulfi, Kulish, our uh, producers, Riya, Vatsala, Harshita, Pratika, Brujna, uh, movie, relentless calling, and you know through the pandemic, uh, just convincing them that we are legit.
2: Hmm.
1: So it was the other way around that you know hmm. we aren't making. It's safe- not a hit job. Yeah, and we are not doing a Channel V MTV spoof. Right. right. Um, uh, this is about you and the fact that it's not about our aesthetics, but it's about your aesthetics. Uh, and we will put you in the foreground and we will uh, show it in your voice. And so that uh, you know that took a lot of conversations. And once they became a part of the show and once the films started getting made uh, and all, all their schedules were like four to five days of shoot. Nothing more than that. Four to five days? Four An five entire days.
0: feature yeah.
1: film? Yeah, so you know, this wasn't a feature. It was almost like a 35 awesome. to 40 minute short film. Right. right. Uh, uh, for Kishan, it was like one and a half days of work. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. And then because he had five days, he just kept shooting a little bit. Uh, but Mr. Talwar was the most serious. He really needed more days. Uh, hmm. He had a lot written. Uh, there was a very clear vision that he wanted to follow. His uh, short breakdowns were very clear. Uh, actually, all of them are great editors. They all, mm. all understand the value of film, the value and the economy of shots. They all understand that. Mm. Uh, so, they, and they were very serious about it. They were very serious about the characters, the setting, the kind of locations they wanted, uh, the kind of aesthetics they needed, uh, and and those things they were very serious about. So, which was very heartening to see that you know. They are wanting to come back into the game. It is still aching. It is not a lazy job, Uh, especially Mr. Talwar. He really was tensed before the shoot uh, because he wanted to make a great impression. Hmm. Uh, and, And that was really endearing to see the way he was prepping.
0: You're listening to Bombay
2: Film Story with Mayank Shekhar.
0: Not just these four filmmakers, but also the list of fifty that yeah. you had. Yeah. Uh, it's been almost twenty years. What do they do for a living? How do they make a living? So a couple of them
1: have acting classes. Hmm. A couple of them are just living, selling one by one negative, uh, you know, for very cheap. Uh, hmm. And some are trying to be actors. It's a tough life. Okay. A tough life. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and hmm. tough life for Kanthi as well. So he does have uh, his own house, but his because it's too lonely at the top and he's alienated everyone Hmm. uh, because, you know, he was just so far ahead of everyone. And, and you know, there's a a very gangster attitude to living as in you're constantly looking at your back and you're just uh, depending only on yourself and how alert you are, because then you're just not so trusting. So I think Kanti didn't believe in creating that community. Wherein Jay Leenam has a very beautiful community. Mm. She lets people stay at her house. Uh, she supports a lot of people uh, financially also. She takes a lot of people under her wings and guides them. So she's built a beautiful community around her. Uh, Vinod Talwar is a family man. Dilip Gulati is a family man. Uh, Kishan has a family. Uh, he's ob- obviously dealing with his own demons, but still not uh, alienated people around him. Uh, but did kanti, you ask kanti yeah. to
0: also make a film for you uh, as in to be part of it in that sense uh, we did initially but, uh, but but then the money he asked for we couldn't afford <laughs> yeah but he did he's 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 a, he's a sharp guy you know also what i loved and some people might see as delusion but i know it's not um, is like for instance the first time that i saw kanti shah was at the golden kela awards and you have a footage from the award in yeah, your series Right. And he was being given the Lifetime Achievement Award. But I don't think it mattered to him that the award is called Kela. And he genuinely gave a 15-minute a speech, you know, about, about his life and how he was moved. And right. Sapna came as well and she did yes. the same. Yes. yes. Did you feel that about everyone? I think, I think
1: everyone's smart enough in the sense because they have children of uh, like teenage and, you know, much elder. And they have seen the world around. They kind yeah. of know. Uh, the impact they, they understand where their parents come from uh, so, so they are very aware now those conversations have been had hmm. so uh, I didn't see delusion in that sense but I saw especially for filmmaking a very naive excitement uh, which, which was very heartwarming let's try and get to the mainstream let's try and be legit let's try and reach out with our stories so I I, I don't but I think they everyone's very aware the conversations are around social media is around if, if right. is, we are not on social media, at least there are people
0: talking to them about it. So, I mean, at one level, even when, when uh, say, Mr. Gulati is talking about uh, David Lean or, uh, you know, so, or, so well. uh, you know yeah, Raj yeah. Kapoor and Mukul Anand, I mean, yeah. he knows what he's making, right?
1: What I feel is, I think he makes whatever he can, but I think he's a great salesman. And every time he meets, he talks about a scene, talks about a script. Uh, he gives one of the greatest narrations. Uh, even if you're understanding that this is not a film I'm ever going to watch, but I'm so taken in with his passion and his will to make a sale pitch, make make close the deal. Uh, and he'll do everything within his vocabulary, within his knowledge to impress you, to schmooze you, to kind of, you know, just make sure that, you know, you have uh, his attention and, and and just close the deal. And, and, and that's the spirit with which he comes for every meeting, even when there is no deal. So, so, which is great, which is amazing. Uh, and, and he's at it. He's at it. I mean, though it might, you know, be tough for him to even take a sip of chai from a cup, But his spirit is undeniably uh, amazing. Uh, he's very sharp that way. Uh,
0: Personally, for you, uh, Vasan, as a a person of films yourself, as someone who does this for a living as well, how different or how uh, similar did you find your own story to be from these four people you were profiling?
1: I I think the only thing we might differ with, say, aesthetic and gaze and those things, but the struggle is the same because we were also the Aramnagar lads. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also been with Anurag uh, knowing uh, it's really tough to make a film. Uh, Resources aren't going to be there. Uh, uh, you know, it's the camera, the lens, and the truth within the frame, and not what is outside the frame. So we all have come from relatively extremely less resources, and have been trained in trying to, uh, you know, not curtail the ambition, but just you know, just uh, be very agile about just jumping in and out of your situations. Because uh, even when I was an AD, I knew every nothing will go as planned. Uh, no location that you'd seen a month ago will be available. Like, even for Monica, or my darling, we prepped uh, entirely thinking we're going to shoot in Pune. And uh, we ended up not shooting one day in Pune. Uh, so, so I think we come from similar school. Uh, like, even Kashyap had told, told me that, you know, in Black Friday, the entire film was finished. But there was, uh, the beginning seemed to be missing. So, and there was obviously no money. And so, the scene where Nawaz says that, you know, So, they just put chai ka on a wall and just shot there. That was a jail. And that was the opening. So, so we come from the same school, yeah. Uh, that uh, you know, the the vision is the guiding force, the north star, and then everything else is you know the boat could be anything, the boat or a ship, it didn't matter.
0: Over the years, uh, this is to uh, end this particular episode of the bombay film story over the years and that you've been a filmmaker vasan whether as an assistant or thereafter making features short films and now a documentary series if these are amazing people you get to meet as well uh, as you have for this what would be your favorite bombay film story like someone you met it could be anurag because he's a mentor of sorts to you what's yeah, the, yes. like something that happened that you that t- told you so much about films per se but also about Bombay and 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 that just has so many of these mad, crazy film buffs trying to make movies. Being in Bombay, it's a, it's a
1: strange thing because, you know, you might actually get to see a film star mm-hmm. and you will also in your lifetime. Yeah, and especially if you're growing here, then in your childhood, you would see someone. Mm. Uh, and that was the first story when I, we were in Mahatma Gandhi swimming pool. There was a uh, the, school would take us to swim over there. And I was swimming and I saw Gulshan Grover oh. and I froze. <laughs> And, but everyone in the pool started running away and I was like, why are you all running? This is gulshan grower right in front of you. And they were like, Amir Khan is outside. (laughs) And and I started running out in my trunks uh, and there was this long line of everyone trying to get an autograph of Amir Khan and my own friends, they didn't give me a pen and there was no paper and everyone was like pushing and prodding. And then I took a four square packet that was discarded, opened it. Somehow snatched a pen, and by that time Amir had left. So I had that slumdog millionaire moment uh, in my swimming trunks. Uh, I, I think I think he was shooting for love, love, love. Okay. What, then I recollect or put two to two together. There was a swimming scene. So that was like my first tryst with, oh, you know, like oh, movie stars are real. You know, they're they're there, and uh, it didn't matter. He was five five or whatever. He was Amir Khan. So it started over there. Then over the period. It is like oh you're growing up in Matunga, so you know Madan Puri lives here. Shashi Kapoor used to co-
0: come to the library. Those were those would be the kind of folklore. Doesn't Ma- Matunga also have the Hollywood Lane, which is which is where a lot of movie stars used to. It was a legit movie star capital,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, K. N. Singh and all, hmm. all those people lived, and then obviously moved to Chembur and then came to Juhu, Khar. Actually, Khar, then Juhu, and then now everywhere. Right. So, so growing up, you. Heard all these stories, but still it was furthest away from your mind to even become a filmmaker. But yeah, eventually then uh, had to take the call, take the plunge because, you know, being in films was just sounded so nonsensical. Uh, It was just such a faraway dream, which is why, you know, someone like a Kashyap is so important that he was almost like a, uh, you know, just uh, if you have no one, just come to me Uh, and we wouldn't have found a footing otherwise. Uh, In a way, we are all people who are stuck to the wall, right? In a party like you never know when to take the center stage. You're just observing the party from the wall and the, your conversations are people who have taken the wall on your left and right. <laughs> so, and these are the people, right? And uh, also when I was watching films, I was always curious about who is henchman number three. Like, mm. oh, he's Manek Hirani, Oh, he's Mahesh Anand. Uh, and, and you try and read these names uh, and uh, because, you know, you, you understand that these are also actors. They could have a life. Uh, but they seem cool people, uh, or at least, you know, they're having some interesting physique. So, so I was always curious about the periphery as well, and not just the main lead. Uh, and just as you grew up, you kind of understood that Bachchan with Manmohan Desai is a different Bachchan. Bachchan with Rishikesh Mukherjee seems different. Bachchan with Mukul Anand seems different. Bachchan with Yashopra suddenly seems different. So, then you understood, oh, there is a director.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, who's doing these things. Uh, behind the scenes and then of course Mani Ratnam, Ram Gopal, and then you're like this seems legit man I mean you know these guys came out of nowhere and are telling my stories or, or the stories I relate to so in fact just today I was uh, for an act film I was wrecking at Punawala Bungalow, and I was like oh you know love was shot here this is where Revati stood, this is where Andaz Apna Apna was shot uh, and this is where I met Ramu for the first time So it just brought back so many memories of the films that I've seen a real life incident that happened to me. And now I will be shooting in that place. Mm. I kind of include myself in that Bollywood legacy in a way, even though, you know, you come from outside. But, you know, these are the things that make me an insider maybe, or, uh, uh, you know, gives me that validation that I'm a part of this industry, in a like a very legit way. Uh, the, The constant feeling of being on the peripheral is always there. And, and and probably, which is why there is a soft corner to understand Shah Dilip Gulati,
0: Vinod Talwar, lam So, um, and speaking of these four people uh, that you brought up, Wasan, uh, uh, I mean, the fact is that these stories never really end, do they? Uh, and it's not only these four people, it's it's a whole world out there. Uh, you did briefly bring up what happened later. And in the sense that, yeah, we were looking at Bhojpuri cinema that became quite popular in the early 2000s. There's also, of course, the corporates that came in uh, that sort of made the system a little more legit. Uh, there is, I'm presuming also the whole Mahesh Bhat, Mukesh Bhat films, right? Uh, which just made these movies a little more A-grade in terms of the aesthetics and the look and the design, isn't it? Right. True, true. And with music and great music. And great music. And there's, of course, the internet uh, which and the smartphone. Is there a sequel? Uh, to uh, Cinema Marte I don't know. We've just been chatting and uh, we've decided to get on a call
1: today, tomorrow, day after and see and discuss. Uh, but because this itself was such a shot in the dark, uh, and kudos to the excitement of uh, Samira from Vice and Aparna Akriti and Prashant from Amazon. Uh, and they were in it. Uh, with, I mean, this is one project that needed no convincing in that sense. Hmm. We were like, we are all in it. Now let's figure out the logistics. Uh, so which was great and, and you know, it was persisted over three years. So we didn't know, uh, we obviously understood how, how we are making this, but we never know how it's going to come out and be received because, uh, you know, the market will always say this is too niche or oh, who's even going to watch this? How are we going to educate the Gen Z and all those terms that come in. So, but this has really been heartwarming. Obviously, there are so many stories left uh, to, uh, to say
0: So obviously, if this has become a platform, then yeah, we definitely try to explore
1: more.
0: Vasambhala, I hope you continue to tell the Bombay film stories. This was an amazing series. Great chatting with you. And and hope uh, there is a sequel to the show as well because the show mustn't end. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care.